Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. We're going to have open phones a little bit later on in our show, and we'll let some callers uh, check in and talk to our guests, but we'll start out with a busy signal and uh, kind of get the show going. On you mind if I call you Abner? Little Abner, the barefoot boy. <laughs> First thing he does is take his shoes off when he get ready, gets ready to do the show. I can't, I can't understand that. Not really. Oh, well, my feet are hot. Okay. That takes care of that. Well, that's more information than all of us needed, but thank you for sharing. All right. So, all right. We got a good caller on the line. Eric, we're going to put every, the lines on hold, but I know you have a quickie, real quick remark, so please go right ahead. I uh, just want to ask Joe where the president is today. All right, Joe. I don't know. He doesn't know. It's a trick question. I'm certain of this. We have a guest, so call back later and ask, tell me why you care. <laughs> okay. Okay, do I have a minute, or do I need to call back? You have uh, 10 seconds. I'll call back. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right. Okay, thank oh, you. Oh, whatever. Okay, Joe. Well, I don't think you want to hold. <laughs> no, it'll be, it'll be a while. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. Our... Uh, guest is here. So let me do the ramble and then we'll introduce our good guest here. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Joe McGranahan is here. I'm Little Abner, although I'm not barefoot. I am wearing socks. And uh, Thank God for small favors. Right. They're they're 100% clean too, so you don't have to worry about any odiferous issues. You can text us at 70236. Uh, We have made reference to, and I'm very glad to introduce our state senator. In my email, I sent it, I put you in the 27th district. What in the world? (laughs) That's John Gordner. Uh, A little crowded over there. We're aware. (laughs) Move an inch closer to that mic, if you would. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, welcome aboard, Senator. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate that. Yeah, good morning. We had to change your seat because of the pandemic distancing. Are you going to be? Are we going to be able to speak freely in a new seat here? We can barely see you down there, Gene. I, I, I don't know. You know, usually I can look you in the eye, and all I see now are you know equipment. So it may may be different. I do appreciate. I, I'll that. lean back, Gene. That way I can see. You. All right. And I'm this, not worried about you. I'm okay. worried about Mark. I don't oh. blame you. <laughs> yeah, if you get it, you're a goner. That's the end of that. So that takes care of that. The CSVT is being built. You've done what you. You can right <laughs> so we appreciate that uh, let's start out talking about the election system uh, there's always uh, there seems to be a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of uncertainty you have confidence in the election system and I'll just say as a quick passing remark this is a legislative uh, visit talking about issues uh, your name is going to be on a ballot in the weeks ahead, so we'll just say that much about it. But uh, beyond that, confidence in the system with all the mailing and slowing of the mail and so on? 
that's a. I mean, that's a very good question. I, I guess I have to have confidence in the system, although I, there's no question about it. There are issues out there all over the place. There are unresolved. There's I, I don't know how many. I've lost track of how many court cases there are. Uh, that uh, you know, and some of these issues could come up uh, or be resolved. Uh, and, I mean, a week before the election or even less. Uh, there's issues involving the, the drop boxes, the uh, counting ballots three days after the election, or, or if they come in, in as long as they're postmarked prior to or on, the, on election day. Uh, the signature issue, you know, that, that, that we don't have to verify signatures on uh, uh, the uh, mail-in ballots, which uh, to me... I mean, you could have somebody sign it, uh, Tom Jones on the outside, and it's George Smith on the inside, and we can't verify and say that that's, uh, there's a problem here. So uh, there are issues like that out there that are still to be resolved, and uh, uh, we have a, a case pending uh, that we have filed that's uh, before the U.S. Supreme Court, and whether they're going to take it, and that is the uh, counting ballots that come in after the election, uh, as long as they're postmarked. But uh, that's still out there. Uh, all these issues are percolating, and uh, I, you know, it, the election's going to happen. Is it just mail-in that's causing all these dilemmas? Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I, I can't say that there are not. A, well, one of the issues is poll watchers, which obviously doesn't uh, involve mail-in. But the, the poll watchers have to be from the jurisdiction where they're actually a watcher. They can't be from somewhere else in the state and brought in uh, in, in a bus, so to speak, uh, to be uh, involved in a particular polling place. So. Is that considered intimidation by those who oppose it? Yeah, I guess so. They think that, well, uh, people will bring in some professional watchers that uh, somehow intimidate people, and uh, they won't vote as a result of that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I just think that that's kind of, that, that makes no sense, but, uh, you know, I understand where they're coming from. So Well, the whole idea behind a poll watcher is to guarantee a, a fair election, right? That's, cor that's correct, and to verify that the right people who they are and you know that the same person's not voting three times today and you know that's keep records of who voted um, I, I mean that's that's the whole idea behind it well the Republicans are always being accused of voter suppression you're trying yeah, to keep yeah. people from voting well why are you doing that Gene <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, I know, and if it were up to me, I'd have voter ID because everything we do, just think about it. everything you do, you need to show an ID, and nobody says that. Nobody, nobody, uh, you know, complains about that. You can't get on an airplane without an ID. <laughs> well, you can't get on an airplane. I can't go when, you know, when we had Little League uh, to pick up free Little League tickets. I had to show, uh, you know, a photo ID. Uh, you win Penn State tickets here, you have to show a photo ID. <laughs> yeah. Even you. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. I mean, they don't, you know, so I just don't think that it's a, uh, that much of a, uh, a burden to verify things like that to, uh, you know, to vote. I think voting uh, in the United States is uh, uh, about the highest thing that you can possibly do with your for your government. And... Uh, uh, I, I just don't think that uh, having make, putting out a little effort uh, is too much to ask of people. Well, 
you know, if, if if it makes sense to identify who is voting, the people who are claiming that it's uh, it's voter suppression are saying it's too hard to get IDs. You know, but didn't you pass something the other year yes. that says you can just go get one from uh, from the driver's license yes. bureau? Yes, yes, you can. You don't have to have a driver's license to get a photo ID. Okay, you but what what about this super ID they're now requiring? You need more for that, right? Which you mean the uh, one where you can fly on it and all right. that stuff? Yeah. Uh, yes, I I actually went and a real ID, a real ID, yeah, real ID, <laughs> real, right. Right. as opposed to the fake IDs we all have. Right? Well, I I went and I went through the whole process and was approved to get a a real ID, and I decided, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to do it because I have to change my name. <laughs> and, uh, you know, start using my full name, my first name. I've never used my first name, and my parents never used my first name. Uh, but on a real ID, that's I'd have to have everything changed. So all my cars, my driver's license, everything that I have, bank accounts, everything else is... Uh, not one gonna, way and not going to match your real ID because you start out with a birth certificate, I believe, is where yeah. where the real ID emanates from. Yes. Okay, so we we got that going, but uh, I was going to say it's almost like the uh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln. Other yeah. than these mail-in, you have a good day. Uh, 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 <laughs> How was the play? <laughs> other than the wide range of mail-in question marks and still ongoing, you, there's some things in Pennsylvania that haven't even gotten to the courts yet that have to be decided. So other than that, which all relates to mail-in. Everything else is satisfactory. They're counting. We're ready for a surge in voting. Well, you know, I don't. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. If you're talking about the issue of multiple ballots going out to people, uh, I know. Uh, Lycoming County experienced that in the uh, in the primary election. I know that there were. I forget how many people. There were a number of people though in the county that got as many as six ballots. Uh, now, oh, these are these ballot applications that they're getting, not ballots themselves. No, they actually got six ballots. Oh my gosh! Well, that's clearly a dilemma. Uh, it is a dilemma. Now, in Lycoming County, I feel fairly confident, though, about because every voter, every ballot that goes out has a code on it, and once that code for you know. Joe McGranahan, that code is is uh, uh, wiped out, so to speak. Once you vote, you can have a hundred ballots, and it's not going to register. So, but all counties in Pennsylvania don't have a system like that. So, there is a little bit of concern about you know whether multiple ballots can go out to in, to one person. Well, look at the situation where they, uh, they're blaming it on some subcontractor who sent out ballots with personal information on them to people, and now they all have to be recalled. You know, it seems to me that there are, there are so many chances for error in this system because it's being thrown together at the last minute. I mean, they're all the Democrats are all saying how horrible it is we're rushing through a, a Supreme Court justice, but we're rushing this through, too. We haven't really thought this out, have we? There's a lot of things we have not thought out, and, 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 and an awful lot of these things are caused by the fact that so many people are using a mail-in ballot. We were never, you know, our system was never set up to, to handle that. I, I forget what the, there's been, what, two and a half million uh, applications for mail-in ballots, I mm -hmm. think is the last number I saw. Um, we were not set up to do that. You know, I, we go back to the old time thing, it's like, uh, I remember, uh, you know, growing up with my parents, election day was a big deal. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, the bars got, were closed. <laughs> yeah, the bars were closed and everything. And, and now it's gotten to the point, well, we have to make it easier. Well, it, it's like I said earlier. I, I don't think that, you know, a little bit of sacrifice for your country is, I don't think, is is unusual or out of the question. Going out to the polling place. So the, yes. that's what that's what you're yes. going to do. That's what, you that's what I'm going yeah, to do. Me too. I'll be there too. Let's talk for a minute about the governor and his reaction to the pandemic. I know you've been somewhat of a critic of his. What would you have done differently, Gene? You know, it's it's an interesting question, and and I every every day you get a different opinion. I, I what was it yesterday or the day before? The World Health Organization came out and said that lockdowns are really ineffective. I, you know, sometimes I I almost get to the point of saying, look, this was bad. People are we certain vulnerable people uh, were going to die, uh, but maybe we would have just been almost as well off to say, look, we're going to let this run its course. We're going to trust the health systems out there to be able to take care of the sick people. And, you know, we're going to let it go. I, I think in, in some of the, thing, the articles I've read about it now is by flattening the curve. We did flatten the curve. But what happens when you have a, you know, a curve and you squash it down? You lengthen it out. And rather than have something that would have been devastating over a period of, I, I don't know, months, uh, we're into a situation where I think we're going to be facing this for years. Well, Dr. Levine has um, been, I think, somewhat tried to be consistent, but has actually, I think, been bouncing around a little bit about this. <laughs> yes. And they're, they're saying now that it's worse, but we're not going to close down. Well, if we're not going to close down when it gets worse, why do we close down at all? I, I you know, I agree. And I, I don't think there's any question about it. What, if you look at the uh, numbers out there, the case numbers are up, but the number of hospitalizations is remaining fairly uh, stable. It's around somewhere between five and 600. And when you consider we have almost 13 million million people in Pennsylvania to have you know, five or 550 people hospitalized as a result of one disease, that's a pretty small percentage. I mean, and the number of people that have recovered, the number of people that actually die, uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that life is not important, but uh, things like that happen every day, and I think that uh, uh, it, it's just not out of, out, out of the ordinary. I, what concerns me about Dr. Levine, and I read this within the last couple of days, She's saying, uh, you know, we're uh, going to monitor this until we have a cure. Well, that's what scares me because even I, I don't know what she means by a cure. Or I, I think she said a cure or a, a, a an acceptable vaccine. Uh, statistically, about half the people uh, in the United States or in Pennsylvania do not get a flu shot. They won't get it, even when we have it. So we're not going to have a higher percentage of people when there's a vaccine for the coronavirus. Uh, and I've heard a lot of people say, uh, you know, this is rushed through. You, I'm not putting that in my body. I'm not getting one of those shots. So we're talking about half the people. The other thing that scares me about a cure is the Spanish virus was in uh, 1918. There's never been a cure for it. 
You just today. went away. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, and so if we're looking for a cure, we're going to be wearing masks and have lockdowns of various things, you know, for a long, long time. Well, there's no end game here, is there? I mean, there's no plan to say, all right, on this date, everything's going to open up again. We're going to be normal, and we're going to just ask people to practice common sense. We're going to ask people to practice common sense. And, and I go back to what I said. We're going to trust the health care systems to take care of us. And, and a lot of people out there are saying, you know, I trust my doctors and I know I might get sick, but it, it, it's a choice. I think that, you know, there's so much we could talk about this all day. What we have done by closing up the schools, what we have done to two uh, classes of kids, the kids that would have graduated last spring, uh, you know, all the activities that they lost in the spring, their proms, uh, on and on, graduation. You know, I, I feel sorry for the kids and I feel sorry for the parents that didn't, you know, get to uh, participate in that. We're going through the same thing now this fall with another class. You know, they don't know, where are we going to have hybrid? Are we going to have in-person? Are we going to have virtual? Can we play sports? It, you know, what we're doing to them and, and what I'm seeing most now is the schools that started off either virtual or hybrid are actually switching over to in full-time in-person five days a week. Despite more cases. Despite more cases. But hear the you, cases are not as serious. I hear you saying a wide range of things that really goes, I know. goes against <laughs> you know uh, what is accepted science now or accepted public health measures. How but wait a minute what's accepted science? On the pandemic, <laughs> in terms of well, you know, me, it's, it's spread you and, and what the curve can do and so on. But uh, uh, let me ask my question, and then I th- and I think it's going. And then to it'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> well, no, then it's going to incorporate. It's going to tell us what you know, and, uh, and that's why I'm asking you. How informed are you in in terms of of the science that's available on this and the public health measures and you know sort of the elements of of what the governor and uh, what Dr. Levine are trying to do? Uh, are you as informed as as uh, some people in, in, well, I guess you're all, everybody would be as informed as someone else. <laughs> are you highly informed on this, or are you using that's your... That's damning by faint praise. You know, well, that's, that's a question, but maybe the answer is yes. Well, no, I don't think I, I, I you know, I, I, I'm not that uh, knowledgeable uh, to say that uh, I'm well informed. I mean, I read what's out there. I read what the doctors say. Uh, I follow what the various organizations say. You know, just some of the stuff, Mark, makes no sense to me. That's where I just think that it's ridiculous. You know, it's well known that hot dogs prevent the coronavirus. Well, it must be, because if you're sitting at a bar and you have a hot dog in front of you... At 11 p.m. No, it has to be before 11 p.m., because we know that 11 p.m. I I mean, it's just Mm, things like that, which I think they haven't followed through on, and that's part of the whole... uh, the non-logic of some of the things that are happening and I think that that's one of the things that that has created a lot of confusion with people because uh, some of this stuff just makes no sense it started wait right back when you know what's essential what's not not essential right well then then we found out about the unfairness we we knew from observing it was unfair but we couldn't prove it but then of course we found (laughs) out that uh, you never answered the senator's question when he he asked you what's the common what's the common sense or common 
science. Well, I, I, the, the, the science is the flat. Can I interview the, you? Yes, that, that is perfectly okay. I'm ready for it. I've been boning up this. Well, I think he asked. I think he asked a legitimate question because it depends know, on your view. You know, I know as much as any other informed uh, reporter does on this. You know, I certainly am not a, a physician or anything, but I do appreciate what uh, what what the CEOs of the hospitals said they were trying to do around here. This idea of flattening the curve was waiting until we came up with some best practices and and geared up hospitals and were ready and now they are ready they knew they were expecting a full surge you know even never decommissioned their covid protocols so uh, or their tenting that would be able to handle this screening process and same same at geisinger so i think uh, what they're saying doesn't really jive with what you're saying, but but that's okay. You are the, well, I I, you're I the first. Understand. Well, you're the first politician that ever sat in that chair to whom I asked a yes or no question, <laughs> who answered with a yes or no answer. So to that, I'll, I'll give you credit. But I just think there is a, there's a lot more to know about this, and uh, you know, if you, if you start out with the governor's mission, he he says he's obsessed with saving lives. You know, that's his primary target. The actions that you describe were. We have a lot more freedom, and a lot more people get mildly sick, but a lot more people die. That is a a plan for talked about. Doctors can say that if you wish to do that, that could happen. But the problem, though, Mark, that, is I mean that would work. What you're is, describing uh, is uh, this uh, immunity uh, we I'm, would develop. I'm not sure that more people would die. Uh, I mean, you know, it it is part of the science. It's well known that uh, this virus affects people who have pre-existing conditions, either diabetes or overweight or uh, Respiratory issues. Uh, that's that's the, those are the, primarily the people who have been affected by it. But we really have no valid frame of reference. That's my problem. The last time we had a pandemic was 100 years ago, and things were a lot less complicated than they are today. So we don't know. I mean, people tell us that's bad, but they never report. They report the number of people who are dead. Uh, they report the number of people who are in hospitals. But the number of people who have recovered and whether or not they have been perfectly all right after they recovered, those numbers don't tend to get out. All right. If our listeners have questions, can you stay past 9 o'clock? Please say yes. I, I can stay. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> we're having a blast. If nothing else, we're, we're killing uh, Dr. Fauci's uh, turning over in his office, but uh, the rest of us are having a lot of fun here. So, all right, we're going to keep talking to Senator Yaw, and then during the 9 a.m. hour, we'll let some callers get through. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Mark Lawrence here. Mr. Rod Center, the producer, Joe McGranahan, the co-host, our guest, State Senator Gene Yaw. We'll put him in the right district, which is the 23rd State Senate District around here. CARES money, millions of dollars coming into Pennsylvania. One of the ideas, connectivity, broadband. You talked about that just a second ago. Tell us about this, this idea that a lot of that money is going to be channeled to making sure that everybody in rural areas, a huge economic boost, is going to get high-speed Internet. Well, there's no question about it. Uh, The number one uh, issue in my district, believe it or not, is uh, broadband and the accessibility to high-speed Internet. And the one, uh, I guess, uh, side effect of the uh, uh, COVID-19 issue that uh, has brought to the forefront uh, with education, closing of schools, how important it, that uh, uh, high-speed internet is to schools, especially in, in the north central part of Pennsylvania. And the farther north you go, the worse the broadband uh, coverage is. Um, that telemedicine uh, is just uh, you know, that whole thing with telemedicine uh, involves uh, the opioid crisis and everything because. Uh, when uh, people have been using telemedicine for counseling and when you don't have broadband and you can't connect to your counselor that creates a problem so uh, it is something that that's out there uh, the more money that we uh, unfortunately it's money uh, you know, running uh, wires uh, uh, in rural Pennsylvania is a real issue Tri-County Rural Electric is which one of my staff members is the chairman of the board of Tri-County I think is uh, uh, really the leader in the state. They uh, are a a rural electric uh, uh, cooperative uh, in uh, part of Lycoming County, part of Tioga County, I forget, Potter Elk, uh, in in that area. And uh, they're the first ones who have really taken it upon themselves to run fiber optic cable in their their system. And uh, I'm Everybody's watching to see how successful they are and how that goes. Because they have the existing right-of-ways in the polls. And they have. that. That's exactly right. That's part of the issues. All right. We're going to keep talking to Senator Yaw. He agreed to stay after the 9 a.m. hour. We'll open up the phone lines. We'll do news headlines at 20 after. And uh, we'll keep talking about these important issues. Uh, we haven't exhausted the COVID-19 discussion. Maybe not the election topic as well. And we're, I'm going to ask him about remedy legislation. Can you write a law that would outlaw COVID-19? No, that would fix the (laughs) dilemmas that we had during the pandemic. So we'll talk about that. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And welcome back. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Uh, we're going to take calls uh, related to our guest today, State Senator Gene Yaw, uh, 23rd District State Senator, primarily in Lycoming County and points north and down into Union County 
for some of his constituents as well. I don't know if I've said this to you or not. I've said this to other people that get to wear a legislative pin that sit in that seat. Please make sure this never happens again, this push-me-pull-you with the governor and the fighting and this uh, insulation. He wouldn't talk to people and the legislation that's, you know, is getting vetoed. Can you can you make that happen? <laughs> I'd like to make it happen. It just, uh, you know, the, the, the whole thing is, uh, and I, I said this, and you, you made the comment that I've had issues with the, the governor's stance. I have, and it, I, I think that my touchstone and my word has been just treat us like adults, and we'll, everybody should just act like an adult in this thing. And, you know, there are different points of view. That doesn't mean you hate everybody, and uh, we need to process them all. Let's talk for a minute about money and the state's financial situation. How do you see it now? Are, 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 we've heard something maybe billions of dollars in shortfalls. What are you looking at, Gene? Um, that's an interesting question because I've heard a, uh, different reports on it. And the last that I heard, uh, I expect we'll be in session next week, and I'm a member of the uh, uh, Senate Appropriations Committee. My guess is we'll have a briefing on it next week, but the last one we heard uh, is uh, there's some disagreement out there. I don't think that it's as bad as uh, predicted, and for uh, several reasons. Uh, there had been a uh, number thrown about that we're $5 billion deficit. I don't think that that's the case. Uh, in fact, I think that we may be about even. We have about a $1.3 billion, I think is what it is, of CARES funds that we did not spend. We set it aside. Uh, and there's some have been some indication that there are changes in the regs that we could actually use that for general fund or balanced budget purposes. If that's the case, and revenue collections have been up the last couple of months, um, we think that uh, we may be actually in pretty good shape in Pennsylvania. Now you have to consider we got. I think almost $4 billion in CARES funds came in. Well, the, the governor, or rather the president and the, the Congress have been fighting over another stimulus package, and that ranges between 1.8, which I think is the Republicans' offer, and 4-point-something, which the Democrats want. Uh, with this, if this funding comes in, what will Pennsylvania do with it? Hopefully you won't, you won't pay off your, uh, your, your uh, pension debts, as I think the Democrats want to do in some other states. Uh, I we haven't really talked about what we would do with it, but I, I can guarantee you there's going to be a huge issue as to who can control the spending, whether the governor will be able to do it on his own or whether the legislature will have some input into it. You know, I would hope that it, it, it you know, that it, it's the type of money that if it does come in that we can use it for uh, serious infrastructure problems that we have, uh, like broadband. All right, we've got listener questions, so uh, no long stories, just quick questions for the senator. Go ahead, Eric. You're on the mark. Thank you, Senator, for taking my question. Uh, the mail-in ballots coming in, whether you like it or not, by probably hundreds of thousands, are you in support of legislation to be able to start counting those ballots prior to Election Day? If so, why? If not, why not? All right. Thank you, Eric. Go let him answer that question. Yeah, that's a fair question. I, I am not in favor of counting beforehand. 
Uh, I don't care what you do. If you start counting beforehand, somehow the word is going to leak out what the uh, count is, that somebody is ahead, somebody's behind. Uh, I don't have a problem. Uh, one of the things that we've talked about is that uh, I think the word is canvassing, that they can start preparing the ballots for counting in advance that would help. Uh, I don't have a problem with that, but no counting beforehand. I, I just think that, that that's going to lead to uh, really a disaster. Canvassing starts the valid verification process and they takes them out the of the ballot outer verification cover. and they can get them all stacked up and ready to go and outside the machine or whatever. Uh, but you know, no counting. What happens if we find out who's leading ahead of time? <laughs> well, if we find out Senator Yaw's way ahead of whomever's running against you, you think maybe they'll get out the vote or something? Well, yeah. They, I mean, that's okay. the idea is that get on the phone and uh, call everybody and say, okay, send the bus out to this area, bring more people in and bring get them to vote. Okay. Well, there'd be a lot of potential. I mean, if you knew uh, your friend was down at the place where they're counting these, you might give them a call and say, hey, how am I doing? Yeah. And then that would create a whole series of problems. Yeah, and get my family to come and probably hope they vote for me. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Than, you're on the mark. A question for Senator Gene Yaw. Hi, Senator. Uh, I've talked to you before and always enjoyed your company. I do not enjoy, however, that you picked up the trope uh, that uh, Donald Trump has that says we ought to have heard, he called it mentality, but it's immunity. And just after you said that, prior to the CBS News, a large group of scientists have put out a paper saying immunity just kills people, doesn't help anything. For one thing, we don't know whether the virus uh, if you have it, the thing we we wanted questions. Can you can you put this in the form of a question, please? Because we have other callers yeah. pending. Why do, you, why do you follow a man who appears not to know what he's doing instead of a huge group of scientists? Okay, he's heard your question. Thank you. Uh, I, I, you know, yeah, thank you, and I always enjoyed talking to you. Also, I I disagree with you. I'm not following a guy that you obviously don't like. Uh, I made up my own mind, and I, you know, for everything that you've said, and everything that these people have said about herd immunity, I can find an opinion which is exactly the opposite—that herd immunity does work. So, you know, <laughs> that's part of the problem. Uh, that, that I don't think anybody knows what's going on. Everybody's guessing. Everybody becomes an expert. I don't. You can't find anybody that says herd immunity could take place without significant amounts of death. There, well, I guess you could find somebody. The internet's full of crackpots, but no, no reputable science-based uh, public health uh, educated individual would would but say that's that, part, that, that's, that that's that, the way that, to go. That, that's part of herd immunity. I, I mean, that's that's how it that, that develops. Right. You would just have to be ready to pay the price. All right, Billy, you're on the mark. Uh, question for Senator Yaw. Thanks for calling in today. Yeah, just a quick comment on the current conversation, and that is that uh, folks that are part of the Great Barrington uh, group, there's 6,000 scientists and medical professionals there that just said herd immunity is the way to go. So I agree with the perspective here that there's people on both sides. But my question is, and, and uh, Senator Yaw, I appreciate your leadership during the COVID crisis. Uh, on the national news, we've heard a lot back and forth about whether 
uh, under a Democrat administration, fracking would be ended or cut back severely. And I'm wondering if a lot of the listeners in this area have an understanding of just what kind of impact that would be. And I know because it's in your district, you do have an understanding of that. So could you just comment briefly on the impact of of uh, cutting fracking? In he's, he's heard your question. He's heard your question, Billy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very uh, much. Great uh, question. That's a, it, that is. That's the, that is really a great question. I, you, you know, and I agree with you. I don't think people understand. Here's the, the bottom line is this. There is virtually no gas or oil produced in the United States which does not use fracking. So, I mean, if you want to virtually kill the oil and gas industry, uh, banning fracking, people don't understand what it is. Fracking has been going on in Pennsylvania since uh, the 1940s, I heard yesterday, is when it started in Pennsylvania. So, uh, it is, uh, I mean, it's it's an accepted uh, uh, industrial technology that's out there and uh, it, it would be devastating to not only to Pennsylvania's economy but uh, actually to the uh, economy of the United States what what I have said you know repeatedly is that uh, uh, you look around and, and uh, uh, everything that we do or wear or eat uh, in some fashion depends on a fossil fuel and without fracking, uh, we would not have uh, the fossil fuels. And so just look at it uh, like, okay, what do you want to get rid of? You want to get rid of your clothes? You want to get rid of your food? You want to get rid of uh, electricity? We need it. Well, some, uh, of these, some of these people are talking about these giant, um, you know, what do you call them? Uh, not power cell places you put out in the country. Solar solar panels. panels. Yes, solar thank you. Panels. I'm in a little trouble. Solar panels. Yeah. How do you think solar panels are made? They're made with fossil fuels. <laughs> well, yeah, and I saw I saw an interesting photo in uh, on Facebook today of a, an electric charging station for uh, for cars. Yeah. And it was being powered by a diesel generator. Yeah. Well, so, that, 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 <laughs> I you know the bottom line is this, and I've said this, and and uh, uh, you know with respect to the uh, uh, fracking issue, I wrote an op-ed which was in a lot of the papers uh, about a year and a half ago about what would happen if uh, fracking were banned. Um, the the other thing is that bottom line is uh, that uh, there can be no clean energy without fossil fuel. And your example of a solar farm or solar panel is, is the classic. Yes, there's no emissions from it. How did you build it? What, what materials went into building that solar panel? Solar panels have their own issues, which as the chairman of the Environmental Resources and Energy Committee in the Senate, uh, I'm scared to death about how do, what do we do with these when they reach the end of their uh, useful life? How do we recycle them? Do, how do we dispose of them? Uh, there, right now, there is nobody is addressing that, and there's some nasty chemicals in solar panels, and uh, I think it's going to turn into a huge uh, uh, issue uh, in the very near future. It already is around here because there are some people protesting one, and there's another one about to be put, or at least they're attempting to put it on the old, uh, uh, you know ash basin ponds that weren't good for the bypass, but now they're talking about putting them into solar panels. 
How can if you can't put a road on it? How can you? you know, I don't know. I thought maybe they'll be sinking solar panels. <laughs> What's the status of the fracking industry in and around your region? Still drilling? Still booming? I know we're drawing gas out of the region, but are we still drilling? We are uh, because the industry has become so sophisticated. There's less wells being drilled, but the production is is uh, you know we're in the trillions of uh, cubic feet per day. Uh, Pennsylvania is, uh, you know, one of the, we're the number two producer of uh, gas in the United States, second only to Texas, uh, which makes us one of the largest producers in the world. Uh, that's the part that really kind of personally gets me. I don't think, we don't act like we are a world-class player in this industry. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll give you a closing remark. Anything to add? Anything important we didn't touch on? We might have not asked the most important question of the day. <laughs> I, I hear that all the time. <laughs> well, all I would encourage people to do, and, and, and across the board, is get out and vote. Exercise your right to vote, and uh, uh, that that's critical. And I think that people, we, we owe that to the, the United States to vote. All right. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Senator. Yeah, really appreciate the visit. Thank your staff. And uh, we heard from everybody along the way to, to make sure that you got mm-hmm. here in a timely fashion. And and good to see Arnie here, too. Time was <laughs> it's carved out. Yeah, that, that to get things done is here, too. All right. We're going to take a quickie break. We're going to do brief news headlines. We'll return and we'll that are waiting. Okay. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way. And then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse. Ask here's the Earth family you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Greenville, North Carolina. All right. Welcome back, everybody. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. We're going to do news headlines, but Bobby D's been holding for a while. Bobby, uh, we, we missed the senator, but uh, what is your question? And we'll forward that to his staff. Well, basically, okay, I wanted to point out, of course, when I called in uh, last, last week about the mail-in ballot that I received, I actually remember going down to the local uh, registration office and asked them to send me a uh, sample ballot, but instead of sending a sample ballot, they sent me an, an application for the absentee ballot. So it wasn't something that randomly happened. But also, as I as I look at this, um, you know, th- like the only thing that I wanted to ask the senator was, um, I'm going to say, is the mail-in ballot uh, process uh, the same in in every county? All right. Or, or, we'll pass or, that or, on or, to or does Northumberland County have its own way of doing things, and Snyder has a different way, and all that? That's the only thing I was going to ask the senator. All right, good. I question. think they yeah, may vary you. slightly, but I think there are certain general rules they fall under. Right, and they all have the, generally the same form. But as he mentioned, some counties have numbered ballots, and some do not. Right. So there's uh, variations to that. All right, super. Well, we're opening up the phone lines on the mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line now open. 
open, call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Uh, let's see if we got any texts uh, coming in today. Yeah, we got a couple of texts uh, coming in. So, a couple of, couple of tree, as you used to couple say. A couple of two-tree texts. A couple of yes, two-tree texts. That's what we say right? in Hebe. <laughs> All right, so, yes, yeah, 70236. Some brief news headlines. That Shamoka man accused of a series of rapes and kidnappings. 43 guilty counts yesterday for that uh, trial for crimes that occurred from 2012 to 2017. Extensive uh, state police investigation led to that to capture using DNA, GPS, and and uh, good old-fashioned police work to make sure that they uh, captured that individual. While many people are traveling less, they may or may not be even worried about slippery driving weather this year, but AccuWeather senior meteorologist, says Paul Pastelock, says most of the winter you won't have to worry about winter because we'll have a little snow in the beginning and a little snow at the end. I think that's where you're going to see. You're going to get these cold shots. They come in for a few days, and then it warms up, and then it gets cold. I think we're still back and forth all the way into December, but the colder air may take over a little bit more as we get in later December near the holidays. And he says this winter, like the last winter, will just keep on lagging. It'll take a while to warm up around here. Two more COVID-19 deaths have been confirmed in the Valley, one in Northumberland County and one in Snyder County. All the numbers posted at WKOK.com. And we always talked about a surge in the fall, and this is it. We have so much more resources than we had in the past. We have the significantly increased testing. We have also the case investigations and contact tracing in a much more robust way. And we have more PPE than we had in the spring. And that is Dr. Rachel Levine saying they do not anticipate any business closures or stay-at-home orders as we work through the fall. Finally, in news today, out in Des Moines, Iowa, where the president was yesterday, supporters who were headed to President Donald Trump's rally at the Des Moines International Airport Wednesday were greeted with a massive billboard taking aim at his response to the pandemic. The billboard, which was paid for by the group Rural America 2020, read, Trump COVID super spreader event and featured a large arrow pointing towards the airport. President and Governor Kim Reynolds have pushed Iowans to go to the event, while Des Moines Mayor Frank County has expressed lots of concern about its opportunity to be another presidential super spreader event. Which but people went. Which he's, yeah, people, well, people are like the senator. They say, let's get this, let's get the ailment. No, if we die, we die, which very, very few people will. Uh, but let's get the ailment and get it on and get our immunity going and we'll be under the weather. Well, let's move on. Join the herd. <laughs> right. Yeah, well said. <laughs> All right, we got open lines, three lines occupado, and a couple of texts came in, so we'll go to the phones. Uh, Peggy, you're first in line on the telephone. Thank you so much for calling in. You're on the Mark. Hi, it's Megan Mifflinburg. I'm calling about mail-in voting. I read in the uh, Daily Item this morning that a group of Republican people have asked the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania to consider signature verification. Um, and this is of great concern to me. I, I cast my ballot yesterday. I walk, went to my courthouse, I handed in my ballot, and I felt that my vote would be counted. I gave this mail-in voting careful consideration. In a few months, I'm going to be 70, and I registered to vote when I was 30. Um, I'm sure that, that, like many things in my life, my signature has changed. But I knew that signature verification was not required in Pennsylvania, so I felt secure in voting by mail. Now I find out that this may not be the case. I don't think I can get my ballot back. 
I don't think I any longer have the option to vote in person, and I'm afraid that my vote may be in the hands of an expert I don't know. Well, I think you could. Have made another, I think it is inappropriate to change the rules after people have made decisions but, based on a certain set of circumstances. But you have to sign when you vote in person. You have to sign your name, and they have the signature right above it. You know, it's no different than that. Yeah, this is the way you I mean, vote in Pennsylvania. The way you vote now. I mean, you have right. to sign, and their That's signature cool. is right. Your original signature is right above it. Signature, okay? Huh? My legal. You see your signature. My legal name is Margaret. Did I sign M? My middle name is A. When I registered 30 years ago, did I write M A? My last name? Did I write Margaret A? It would be right did on. I write Margaret Ann. When was the now, last time you voted in person? Last November. And All I, right. I you would have been had. You would have had to sign it. They would have showed you exactly what your name was, and you would have signed oh, no. exactly I, that. Excuse me. May I continue? Well, I'm just telling you. You ask a question. I'm giving you an answer. I know what the answer to the question in my circumstances is. However, I am sure that there are people who are uncertain as to the circum of their signature many years ago. Gotcha. So, in any case. One way or another, I think it's unfair to change the rules when hundreds of thousands of people in Pennsylvania have planned to or already voted. Well, yeah, this is this uh-huh. is an issue that's popped up, and, and really it demands clarification because you have individuals who aren't experts at signatures in the county offices and that are going to be doing the comparing. But this is the exact same situation, as Joe pointed out, uh, not successfully, that if you go to the place and vote in person, voter comparative signatures is how the verification is instead of a voter ID system, which we don't have in Pennsylvania. So that's what would be happening normally. And what's happening now is we we are finding out that in, in the primary, many signatures did not match, and so therefore, meaning not just a different name, but the technique of writing, and as you describe, uh, there are just plain no similarities between the two, and so therefore, those ballots were thrown out. Well, the Republicans want to make sure that every vote that's intended to be cast is counted, and if they're not certain that that's going to happen, they want the, you know, the court to supersede and to make sure that that happens. There are ways to resolve that. How can, what is the process going to be that could possibly result in a prompt conclusion to the election? When you wrote here, you put the unmarked ballot into the signed, or into the, you put the ballot in the unmarked envelope, you put that envelope in the envelope that you sign. When that envelope that you sign is opened, your ballot is separated, from your name, so it remains a secret ballot. Now, I know from talking to the county people that they are hoping to be able to open the the mail and prepare the ballots for counting promptly as soon as the deadline has passed or as soon as the election is closed. I guess it's either Tuesday or Friday. I'm not sure. Now, if, if the signature verification requirement is there, that means that those envelopes can't be opened and processed in any manner until someone has verified the signature. 
Okay. I don't think it's going to work that way. I, I think what they're going to do is they're going to have a mechanism where if someone challenges the signature or it looks totally wrong, that there is a way to verify it. I don't think they're going to sit and look at everybody's signature and compare it and then make arbitrary decisions about throwing out the ballots. And even if they did, you could, as I understand it, you could still go to the polling place and vote provisionally and say, look, now I'm concerned. you to bring your, your, your un your unprocessed, your un, you have to bring your mail-in ballot with you. And obviously, I've already mailed my mail-in ballot. Okay, so well, keep I us informed. I can't yeah. vote provisionally. Now, how can, how can someone challenge the ballot before the ballot is open? I mean, how does that work? I don't think they can. I, I, I don't think we can answer your question in totality now. You're probably better off calling your local uh, county courthouse and asking them what the rules are in the county where you are and how they're going well, to I handle did. it. And if there's no I law... I don't ask them what the rules are, but there now is, people are trying to change the rules. Well, they, they are unlikely to succeed in the first place. I don't think it's going to pass. So. All right. Well, thank you so much. Let us know how you make out yeah. and how this is resolved. That will be very interesting. appreciate the call, Peg. Uh, Al, thank you for calling the first time. Thank you for calling back. Uh, you're going to be the last caller before a quick break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Well, I got uh, a question for your guest. Well, he's gone, but we'll try and pass it on to him. Yep, we got it. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's why I called back. Okay, go ahead. I wondered what he thought of Governor Wolf's decision to um, admit people back to the nursing homes during the height of the pandemic that resulted in a lot of deaths. (laughs) He did not like it, I can tell you right now. No. He's been a harsh critic of all the mistakes that were made. Now, that was the deadly one. And also, if these lockdowns and keeping us uh, away from each other and away from our uh, dying parents and away from funerals is a form of tyranny. Well, we'll put that to them. We'll let them know. All right. Thank you so much, Al. Okay. Okay. We'll see if we can get you an answer. Bye. Bye. Uh, Than, you're going to be just a minute, so we'll give you a chance to go right ahead. Okay, well, it almost may take more than a minute because there are two things. One is, Peg from, I think you said Mifflinburg, uh, commented on the signature problem. Uh, I have a disabled writing hand. I cannot write my signature anymore. What I do is make basically a circle in a straight line. That's not the way I signed it the first time. What do I do when they look at this and say, oh, he must be a non-voter. You hand them your driver's license. Proves who you are. I'm not going to be there. I'm mailing it in today. Well, photocopy it. Put it in. That's that. That's a. I do that just point. to be safe. You know, honestly, yep. I do that just to be safe. Because good you have idea. a, you have a the unique other, situation there, Than, and I think you, you know, I don't think anybody would fault you for taking an extra precaution. Yeah, I, I think what I'm going to do is call the election office and discuss it with them. Because, uh, you know, I appreciate the fact that you think that this might happen and you think that that won't happen. I'd rather know for sure, because if I can't vote this time, I'm giving up. But uh, anyway, the reason I called... Well, President Trump appreciates your support. Gene Yaw said that we should have herd immunity, which I find to be absolutely ridiculous. For one thing, it is not, it does not work 
a lot of people die. We don't know whether they have uh, a, uh, there's an antibody that stays with you to keep you from being reinfected. And the workers who have to go to work every day and take care of you, nurses, doctors, conductors on trains, et cetera, waitress and waitresses, they are the ones going to be uh, exposed. So what Gene is proposing is a very racist and classist idea of let them die if they're poor, keep us rich folks alive. Thank so you. that's racist? How is that racist? Oh, because, because so many people, particularly uh, through the southern states, are people of color who are the people who wait on us. So you're saying the senator's trying to kill off people of color? Is that what your point is? No, no, no. He's just not thinking about the people. Look, this man, uh, Shaw, I like him, Uh, but he is a rich guy. He has a lot of uh, uh, gas wells, and he just proposed something that could really take care of the population entirely. We could be in terrible shape. The people in hospitals have to take care of this epidemic, which would, if we all expose ourselves to each other, grow. So you want to shut us all down? Uh, Joe, there's usually people who think about stuff don't think, oh, you got to do the whole thing. What you think of is, how can we do this uh, the most effective way, not, uh, hey, I, years ago I used to say that I thought that people who used marijuana probably shouldn't go to jail. And so a friend of mine said, so you mean that you just think all drugs should be free for everybody? No, you keep saying that, Joe. Does that mean you mean everybody's going to die? No, we can come up with something, except for apparently some Republicans, Americans are smart enough to get us out of this problem. And I think Americans are smart enough to determine what level of risk they're willing to assume and act appropriately. In other words, don't rely on science. Rely on your guesses about how... I didn't say anything about guessing. I said that we all have the information, and we all have been told that washing our hands, wearing our masks, and keeping six feet away will help protect us from this. But some people will make a decision to avoid those things, and others will adopt them. But it depends on the amount of risk each person is willing to take. And you, as a prudent person... How about the economy in the future? Because we're going to have so many people in hospitals and people dying, and people staying home because they're sick, uh, what about business and that sort of thing? But the overwhelming majority of people have very minor symptoms, though. You're making it sound as if everybody who gets this is going to wind up on a ventilator and in the hospital, and that's not true. How about, what the heck is the number uh, right now of deaths in the United States? 216 Thousand? Out of how many uh, people who li- out of how many like people a- who live here, Than? Out of how many people? And who most live here? of them are old anyway. Come on. Well, uh, well many of them have underlying health conditions, right, and it's they, unfortunate they, they have them. Probably going to die anyway, <laughs> Than. Come yeah, on. I, I know. I get that feeling. I'm going to be 80 next month, and I kind of feel like uh, even Joe. 
thinks, well, if we die, we die. Well, I don't. No, I don't think that. I and listen, I don't think anything like that. But I, I don't expect society to shut down because I'm in an at-risk population. I think it's incumbent upon me to be prudent and responsible with my own health and to make sure I do the things I need to do to keep myself safe. And that's exactly what I do. I don't hang out in the street corners talking to people. You know, I go to the gym in the morning, but I go the minute they open the door and the equipment's been cleaned and there's nobody there. I mean, I take prudent steps. I don't expect society to protect me from its society. I protect me from society. If the gym was packed, you'd go elsewhere? I wouldn't go in. Okay. I, I've been, I went to a restaurant the other week. There were too many people there. I turned around, went out. Wise, wise choice. But, but my, ch- but my choice. Not everybody is that smart, Joe. So, in other words, we need to protect p- dumb people from themselves. Is that your opinion? That sounds well, elitist and racist well, to me. We have to, uh, yeah. Let's put it that way. Let's say we are just protecting Republicans. But that's not the case. It's not just dumb people. <laughs> uh, Remember, dumb and Democrat rhymes. <laughs> I won't tell you what I think about the word Republican. I know. Well, we'll save that for another day. Email me that one, Than. Th- thanks for calling, buddy. Always appreciate and talking to you. It's my time up already. Yes, yes it is. We have to take a break. And it is a redumblican party. Redumblican party. It, I think it fits in there, too, I'm just saying. All right, we're going to take How about a break. the Democrats? Break. We have open phones, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I've got a couple of texts and emails pending, so call us up, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We can keep talking about the COVID-19 and who's right, the scientists or fine local attorneys or anybody else around here. Uh, Billy said there are 600 ultra-smart scientists who say herd immunity is the way to go, so we'll accept that, and uh, we appreciate that input. We'll take it. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Mark at WKOK.com. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, 1-800-795-9565. As for the president's super spreader events, Dr. Fauci was asked about this yesterday with CBS's Nora Donnelly. says, quote, it's very clear that when people do things in crowds without masks, particularly if you're indoors, you're just asking for trouble. And whether or not you're willing to accept that risk. Right. If All you, right. If you love trouble. Eric, Port Treverton, you're welcome. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, we'll accept the risk. We just found out that the uh, you know, president's uh, youngest son had COVID and, 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 thank God, has recovered from it. Talk about super spreader. That's not why I called. Uh, so back to my original question, Joe, from the, right at 8.30 before this good Sandra came on. Uh, where's the president tonight? Well, uh, this afternoon he's in Greenville, North Carolina. Tonight he's in Florida. Uh, do you know why yeah, he's in Miami for a town hall meeting? Because they're having a town hall meeting because he refused to uh, debate uh, over you know, electronically. But well, okay, he was so going to be there. He, he was going to be there in person. He was going to be there in person. He's speaking at a fundraiser and he's speaking at the town hall. That's exactly right. He is speaking at a fundraiser at his Doral his his Doral Country Club. Uh, what do you think it costs to get in there, Joe? Well, I don't know, but you're you're making it sound like Joe Biden doesn't have fundraising events with the elite, uh, and that's no, not I, true. I'm going to ask you a question. How much does it cost? I don't know. $100,000 top prize. Uh, you can get in also at second row seat for 50000 uh, You can sit in the back and keep your mouth shut for uh, paltry 5000 Well, then I guess you couldn't call that a super spreader event, because I can't imagine many people be paying those prices. 
Yeah, just the people who are uh, well healed enough to you know buy some influence with the president. Well, how about the, the? Oh, wait, 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 wait. What about all these Hollywood stars who raise millions and millions for Joe Biden? Is that okay? Uh, You're yeah, saying that, the pre- swept it up because tomorrow, uh, uh, Mr. Trump is going to California for two more fundraiser events in the state where he's losing by 30 points. Is he there to get try to win that, or there to get more money? He's there to get money, and and that's yeah, not exactly. unusual. That's and not. Where's Mr. Unusual. Biden today? He's put a lid on things. I think he's staying home again. Uh, no, he's, he's out. He's oh, is he out? For yeah. the voters of Pennsylvania in a town hall in Philadelphia. Okay, right. but when the president came to... Last time I checked, I don't think it cost anything to get into that. And then he'll and be when on the, NBC, too. And when he, the, can, he can hear the common people. And when the president was in Johnstown, he didn't charge for that either. So, you know, you're, you're, you're comparing apples to oranges here, my friend. And the uh, Joe Biden's going to be in a town hall on NBC tonight. Tonight, so right. So they're doing competing town halls uh, this evening. Go ahead, Eric. Apples to oranges. So uh, what facts do you have that uh, Mr. Biden is charging $100,000 to be able to be in his presence? No, he's <laughs> the orange. That, that he's not. It's a free event tonight. Well, I mean, if somebody okay. were willing to pay, if I called Joe Biden's campaign and said, listen, I'd like to go to a rally, his, I'm willing to pay $100,000 to get in, you think they wouldn't take my money? I don't think they would because oh, okay. they know they're buying influence. <clears throat> and they'd, they'd be questioning where... The, where the mayor of Smokin' Dam would get $100,000 to appear before a, oh, a he's got Democratic it. candidate. I, I borrowed it from Hunter Biden from, from the money he got from China. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's a glunk zillionaire. Okay, my final point, I'll let other people call in. Um, my candidate is appearing before the common folk of Pennsylvania tonight. Uh, the Republican candidate, after being at his private golf club for a hundred thousand dollars chance to speak with him and give him some ideas for spending for the future is going to be in miami so and the uh, other night i guess i'm being hurt a little bit better uh, as a pennsylvania by the democrats today than than other people but you neglect the fact that you could have gone to johnstown to see president trump at no cost other than your transportation thank you eric thank you so much for <laughs> calling in all right we invite everybody to do as i, mean, I they do- all do a mix of in-person free and expensive events that's how the system works mm-hmm. it isn't new all right, 1-800-795-9565. We're heading towards the top of the hour. We've got two callers ready, a slew of text. Oh, it's all Stan. <laughs> his fingers must be falling he is, off. <laughs> he is, he's always irritated at somebody. I he says, that. Eric sounds jealous that he doesn't have the money to donate those kind of dollars to a candidate. Biden put a lid on his campaign so he can be infused with some energy. All right, okay. there you go. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll take one more caller, and I see that ringing now. Visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select the perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. They could not be any more conveniently located. They're on North 4th Street in Sunbury, and that's where they got the Lincoln dealership, where you can talk to Jason Benfer. You can go to Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and that's where they got the Kia dealership, and you can talk to my friend Ernie there, and he would just love to super serve you in a way that only Sunbury Motor Company is able to do so. So please uh, check out Sunbury Motors online, sunburymotors.com. Check out not their web address, but their street address, North 4th Street Plaza and Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. I think Runyon Road is the cross street there and they'll take super deluxe extra wonderful care of you like only they can. They also got the quick lane in Sunbury. They got hundreds of pre-owned vehicles that are literally in perfect condition. They got a truck shop, body shop, alignment shop, and uh, quick lane. You name it, they'll take good care of you. Super service is their speciality at the Sunbury Motor Company. Please give them an opportunity to super serve you.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, we've got about two and a half minutes per caller. Uh, Jim is first. Actually, you mean about a minute and a half per caller. A minute and a half, what did I say? You said two and a half oh, minutes. Oh, well, that's silly. That would never work. Okay, we're going until 1030. That'd be the last guy doesn't get any time at all. Okay, uh, who's on Jim. here? Jim, you're on the mark. Jim. You're Good morning, gentlemen. Gentlemen, I had many strokes in 2018. Left my right hand where I can't write. I can do other stuff with it. What I'm doing, I'm going to see Attorney Maritech. Also, to have my wife uh, power of attorney, and uh, also I have went to Guy Singer Shemokin to see Laura Rothamol, and they're teaching me to, I was right-handed, and she's teaching me to write left-handed. So uh, maybe he could, uh, his wife could sign his name, and he could initial it. Well, I can honestly tell you it's better to be left-handed. Joe and I are both left-handed, and we're, we're smarter. We do things better, and it's just a better way to be. <laughs> and I'm yep. 79. Okay, well, noted. All right, good luck with voting. Let us know how you make out. Let's hope they can teach you away. as an old dog a new trick. And I think I'm going to vote for Trump because oh. I don't. I, uh, I'm not going to vote for Jim, Sleepy. Jim, 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 Jim. we got to Okay, talk. Jim. No, no. Jim's listen, on the right track. Listen tomorrow. We're going to talk about this. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Jim. Thanks Appreciate your call, as always. Dan, 90 seconds. Go. Hey, good vote, Jim. Why, every night the pollsters, they're on TV, all the networks, everyone's saying Trump's losing. Don't you just love it? They were wrong in 2016 and they're going to be wrong again. Oh, I think oh. they're I think they're right. I think all the Democrats should just, you know, they don't have to bother with voting cuz Trump's so far yeah, behind, he's never going to win. It's yeah. done. So, you know, don't it's done. It's, it. it's toast. Trump's come. toast. Pretty soon they're going to start Stay home Democrats, don't vote. And you remember this from last time, Dan. <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to start showing the maps of the states in the shade. This is uh, Hillary Clinton's path to the White House and they show her, you know, win in Pennsylvania and Florida and stuff. Uh, we're going to see that soon so get excited so that'll be popping up shortly i love it i love watching them do the same thing over and over how stupid do they think we are out here i guarantee you trump's gonna win by a landslide and they're gonna end up with egg on their face worse than they did the other time but they'll keep on lying and lying and lying 
So well, in the event in the event you're wrong, we're going to have a nice big plate of crow for you the day after the election. <laughs> okay. No, you said he hopes. I'll, I'll pro- if I, if you have it, I'll probably be down to share. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't okay. care who wins, but I hope whomever wins that they win by a gazillion votes so, so that there's it nothing overcomes. that we need. Yeah. Right, so it's irrefutable. All I'd right, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Nope, we got to go. We, we got to gotta go, Dan. Call. We're trying. We have another Trump caller, Dan. Dan, we land. have another caller. Thank you. Sorry, we have another caller, and it's Bob from Williamsport. You're on the mark, Bob. Oh, good morning. I'll go along with the polls. Uh, they have Biden up by double digits and all like that. My question, Derek, is I, I don't understand this Biden so far ahead. Why people are paying thousands of dollars to listen to Trump? And Biden can't get eight people when he gives the tickets away for nothing. <laughs> well, you know, Republicans, we just have so much money from all the all the uh, sweetheart true, deals yeah. we've gotten, right? We, we just want to throw it away. Yeah, we got to get Don Jr.'s campaign funded, so after the president's reelected, then Don Jr. can run and we can keep the Trump But you're, you're right. I mean, Eric Eric's a good caller. He's a smart guy. But, you know, this is the political system, and Donald Trump isn't doing anything different than every Democratic candidate, every Republican candidate before him has done. Yeah, fundraising. And, and if I was running for office and somebody was willing to pay $50,000 to come to my dinner, I'd be happy to have him. Well, yeah, <laughs> and Trump hasn't, you know, hit the bank in Russia like uh, like the Bidens and uh, Clintons did. So he, he has to have actors from the United States. And that story's gaining some traction today. Apparently, Joe Biden, there's some question about whether he'll be asked tonight in his town hall about Hunter and his claim that Hunter never talked to him about it. Uh, and now there's emails that show that Hunter not only <laughs> talked to him about it, but actually arranged meetings for him. All right. Thank you so much, oh, Bob. I, Thanks for calling and in. It gets more interesting and more interesting, doesn't it, Bob? Uh, Joe, hit those texts. Would okay. You uh, wow. Than has a very low opinion of the American people. He doesn't think they're smart enough to take care of themselves. Sounds like the opinion of a big government progressive. That's some evil thinking. And then another comment about Than. When did Than become an epidemiologist or a doctor to have an opinion on whether herd immunity works or doesn't? Uh, gee, haven't the Democrat judges changed the rules concerning mail-in ballots contrary to the law that passed the House, Senate, and signed by the governor? Signature verification has been going on since I first voted 38 years ago. All right. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy your... My retirement, retirement length and weekend, right? <laughs> Maybe that's not what I was going to say. Oh, what were you going to say? Enjoy your... I'm, I'm glad you had a good retirement shortened week. <laughs> All right, that's a different way to put it. I need a new shtick. Okay, that much is clear. If you can memorize something I'm saying, it's time to change. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.